You are now listening to the Build a Brain podcast with Dr. Jeannie Zayer. Join the quest to shape an efficient brain that fires on all cylinders and runs like a fine-tuned machine. You are now in the capable hands of an international presenter and a pathologically optimistic brain builder. Dr. Zaire will give you the right blocks to build that three pounds of cerebral muscle for you, your child, or the young adult you teach or mentor. Block by block, thought by thought, now is the time to build a better brain. Let's get started. Welcome, friends, to episode 22. I'm with my good friend, Mr. Kibway Cooper, who is the podcast guru. If you have ever thought, even a remote chance that you too would like to sit in front of a micro- microphone and just gab for half an hour, this is the man <laughs> who will help you do it. And and you can go solo, you can have interviews, he'll help you do it. He has a whole course that I took and I went, oh my word, so this is how you do it. Because I thought about it for about a year, but just kept putting it off. And then I got an email and I went, all right, all right, this is a nudge. I'm supposed to finally do it. And that, I don't even think it was a year ago that we started, right? No, barely a year ago. Not hardly a year. And look at us. We're on episode 22. That's right. All right, my friends. So thank you for listening to Build a Brain. I I love how many countries do you think we're in right now? Uh, we are in eight different countries, I believe. Um, you are top 50 in Denmark, top 100, Ooh. and a couple of other ones as well in the education wow. category. So got an nice. even bigger international audience of people who are listening to you every week and then also reaching out to you because what you're doing is absolutely a game changer for mentors, parents, moderators, mediators, all of it. It's amazing. Uh. Thank you, Kibway. So a big shout out to Denmark. I love you. You know, I've been there several times. So thank you, Denmark. (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right. We are going back to input. Input is how we get information into our brain. Of course, we predominantly use our senses. And we also have some thinking actions called cognitive functions to kind of organize and get the information well into our brain so we can work with it. And this is number episode 22, but if you look at your uh, cognitive function chart that you maybe downloaded from my website, it's number seven in input and it's called collecting precise and accurate data. Having the right things or the right info to get the job done. So let me say it again, having the right things or the right info to get the job done. So this could be physically, like I have to have all the right ingredients to make a special kind of dish in the kitchen or to solve a very complicated math problem. I'm going to have to hold quite a bit. I'm going to have to get all the right information in my head. Or I won't be able to put it together and that, then you shift over to working memory uh, to use it now to solve the problem. So I think now, now here's confession time. Okay. Confession time. I think this cognitive function I am going to be working on until I go to my grave. Mm. I don't have this one conquered yet. 
I am such a get her done kind of person. <laughs> I love finished projects. I love to. Oh, do you keep lists, Kibway? Oh, lists yes. of things to do? Oh, yeah. I figured yes. you were a list person. Yes. Now tell me, do you enjoy checking it off? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, me too. I think I get a little hit of dopamine. Dopamine is the reward neurotransmitter. Mm -hmm. I know I get a hit of dopamine every time I go check, done, check, done. It yep. just feels so good. So because I love that reward so much, I sometimes miss this one. And I'll think I'm completing something and go, oh, you know, you know, I, I kind of did just miss a little piece of info there. And this could have been a better output if I would have collected another piece of information or an object or another ingredient. You know, you're missing that special spice that you thought you had in the cupboard. And so the dish doesn't turn out the same. So this is the one I find I'm, I often have to go back and circle back to, okay, what am I missing? What piece of information do I need to pick up so that I can elaborate better on it, define the problem better, maybe use some uh, more hypothetical thinking so that then I can have a better output, a better thoughtful answer, or a more precise and accurate output answer. So notice the words precise and accurate data. Activities to develop collecting precise and accurate data could include anything from um, get, having all your things ready to do homework. So parents, very important that your kids have a place at the dining room table or their own desk, and they have all the cool pencils and crayons and scissors and tape or anything you think they need that everything is always organized. So when they sit down, there's no running around trying to find things. It's very simple, doesn't cost a lot of money to have a place. Now, if their room has too many toys, <laughs> it's too distracting, then you may have a little homework tub that you keep and you put it out on the dining room table and then you can kind of oversee homework if you need, if you need to do that. So an activity to help your child learn how to do this is of course, for you to model it. So you might talk about it. Oh, we're going to plant the garden today. What do we need? If you talk out loud how you're getting around all the things that you need, because children think you're the superhero. Children look up to any adult. You probably have nieces and nephews would be my guess, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. You're probably the coolest uncle in the world, right? Of and they course. Just Oh, yes. They, they just, course. you know, think you rock. So they think you've got it all together all the time because they're a little kid looking up to you and they think you've got it all together. So in front of our children, we need to model these cognitive functions or thinking actions by demonstrating them. Well, you know, I need to get everything ready because we're going to do taxes uh, tomorrow. So I'm going to have to get all those documents and you might name them all and the calculator and, oh yeah, honey, we're going to have to sit down together. So the kids hear you talk about what you have to gather to get a big job done 
or a little job. It doesn't matter whether it's the garden or the taxes. And one activity I highly recommend that every child in a family get to do is cook a meal once a week with mom or dad. So Kibway, did you ever help your mom in the kitchen? Absolutely. Oh, so what was what was her best dish that you remember? Do you have any favorites? So there's a lot of them. <laughs> she but, was a great cook. Oh, I'm man. jealous. <laughs> so um, I learned how to cook breakfast from my dad. My dad was a very early riser. And so because oh. of that, I've always had like a tendency to get up really early because I used to want to go wake up early and cook with him. So I learned how to cook from him, the breakfast and stuff like that. And then I learned how to cook from my mom because, and some of my favorite dishes to help her with were things like spaghetti or Mm. um, the, she used to make these like curry wings in the oven. They were so, 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 so good. Um, And so- Oh yeah, and so I, I absolutely learned how to do all of that one by watching mm-hmm. her, but mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. knowing you know what mm-hmm. seasonings that she used every time mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. stuff she would bring out or what vegetables to buy, and she would mm-hmm. absolutely have us set things up for her. That was like our our job. We got to like. Oh get my all gosh, of her you were like out. a sous chef. Yes, yes, exactly. And that's how that she is... taught her kids how to cook. That is so cool. That is so cool. Yeah, see how awesome. And look at those memories you've got. Oh, yeah. And think about all the things you know how to cook now. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I am a little concerned that a lot of kids are growing up where they go grab their own hot dog and microwave it <laughs> or something in, you know, it's just a lot of fast food and a lot of, of parents aren't cooking a lot and kids are kind of on their own to scrounge around for food. And you're actually teaching the brain an amazing cognitive function with cooking, which obviously I had a feeling that that was true for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had a feeling. Um, So here's some questions that you could ask. What will you need to get this done? Gather your materials you're going to need to do whatever it is. Why do you feel that that is important to use for this task? How can you tell if you are measuring precisely? And then why is it important to be precise on this task? Okay. Or why do we need to get the exact ingredients? And then you have to listen for their answer. Remember when you're mediating, you're asking a question and you're actually waiting for the child to answer, not jumping in and answering it for them. Now, you can't do this all the time, but for a very meaningful, deep conversation, you're a good listener, which we talked about in our last episode, which was what, 21? Yeah, we're on 22. So that you actually are helping someone feel loved when they are listened to. So they've got the neuroscience for that. How cool is that? So ask questions, wait and listen to their answer. And then you might nod, don't correct them if they're like terribly wrong. (laughs) You know that there's, there's no way they're even close to being right. 
And then very gently ask a follow-up question to get them to think about it. See if you can tease them into, and I mean that in a good way, tease, pull it out of them in a positive way that they can correct themselves. So that's what we do with mediation. We never say, no, that's wrong. We say, well, take another look at it. Why? Well, let's just look at it again. Let's make sure we have it right. And it feels much more empowering if a person can correct their own mistakes instead of have one, having someone else just pointing it out all the time. So that is also what mediation is about. Now we're going to have a whole series of podcasts on mediation when we get done with all 28 cognitive functions. So that's coming in the future. But first, we're going to work our way through all these beautiful cognitive functions. Okay, let me think. Oh, I know another point I wanted to make about both input and output. This is the only cognitive function that shows up in both of those phases of thinking. Collecting precise and accurate data is repeated a little bit in the one called using precision and accuracy in output. So if you think about it, I can't be very precise in my output if I didn't collect it precisely in my input. So I think it's fascinating. It is the only cognitive function that Feuerstein repeated in these two phases. So I'm guessing it must be important. Would you agree, Mr. Cooper? Absolutely. I think this is a very, very good um, practical thing to help Mm -hmm. young people with in general. And I think even Mm -hmm. in my mind goes to to even when you think about getting meal prep services and all that, Mm -hmm. they're doing the exact same thing. They're giving you a, 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 a... a bag or a box of ingredients that you're supposed to follow a specific way and if you are a parent who is just working a lot and so you may want to set aside a day maybe just to cook or do a meal Mm -hmm. prep or uh, something with your Mm -hmm. with your kids just so they Mm -hmm. learn the process from start to finish of doing a task rather than just leaving it to you know their teachers or somebody else to learn with them does that make sense Absolutely. I think it would be exciting to have a box arrive that has all the ingredients and then you check it with the recipe. Did they pack it right? You know, and they probably did. And then you just have to put it all together. Yeah, I haven't done that yet. Man, that sounds like such a cool, such a cool way to go at least a couple days a week. huh? Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be really cool for, for kids too. Yeah. unpack the box and check off the ingredient list and oh my gosh that's a great that's a great example that's a great one that's awesome all right well there we go that was episode 22 and an exciting one and a really good one and we only have about what six to go or so so another marathon kibway and maybe we can get them all all in the can. <laughs> so friends, thank you for joining Kibway Cooper, the guru podcaster, and me, Dr. GD Zare, in our journey through all of the cognitive functions developed by Professor Reuven Feuerstein. It has been so good to have you with us. 
Thanks for listening to the Build a Brain podcast. If you're wanting to know more information on how to build a brain, please visit the website for the MindCap Center in Fort Wayne, Indiana at www.mind-cap.org. That's www.mind-cap.org. Children and adults from across the United States and Canada have found the cognitive help they needed at the MindCap Center. The specialized team is trained in all levels of the Feuerstein program and can literally help you or your child build a better brain. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.